sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. And indeed, the title of our program, Making a Difference, is exactly what we have in mind every single day. That's the reason why I bring a Bible to this microphone, and we spend some time every day looking at the Word of God. We believe it'll make a difference for you personally. It'll make a difference in your family. It'll make a difference in your business. It will make a difference in our country if we simply listen to what the Lord has to say. So we make a big to-do about the Bible. And right now we're doing a walkthrough of the most famous sermon that Jesus preached in his earthly ministry, and that is the one we call the Sermon on the Mount. Today we'll be to chapter 6. We've already walked through chapter 5. We looked at the matter of the best of the blessings, the Beatitudes, in the early part of chapter 5. Then we saw that there was a section on persecution. You serve the Lord, you may get some heat applied to you, some pressure. Jesus warned about that. Then uh, we noted also that he told us to make our presence felt, be salt, be light. And then another portion of chapter 5 told us that the righteousness externally, whatever we show physically on the outside, is not enough. We need an internal application of righteousness where the Lord's righteousness is credited to us. Then we noted there's an extensive section in chapter 5 that tells us the demands of grace are even greater than the demands of the law. And yesterday, on Monday, we looked at the matter of it's time to grow up. Maturity is a very, very worthwhile pursuit in the Christian life. Now, let's look at chapter 6 in verse 1, where Jesus said, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Now this passage is about giving. And what it tells us is that our giving should be done uh, secretly. Sometimes, you know, we say, well, things that are done in secret ought to be out in the open. They ought to be transparent. Well, it's obvious we all ought to be givers and we ought to be known as givers. But at the same time, whenever we go to doing things for the Lord and for others, we ought to be careful that we don't go out and just broadcast it in the kind of a big way that others will see it and others will say, oh my, look what you've done. Now the Bible tells us very clearly that it is important for us to be a giver. For example, you will perhaps remember the famous passage in Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 10, where the Bible says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So that is in the Bible, and uh, so far as I can tell, looking at the Old Testament and the New Testament, it has not been 
set aside. It has not been pushed into the background. That's still in the Bible. I know there are folks who say, well, tithing was an Old Testament thing, and uh, we really don't have to do that today. Well, I think probably the fact is you don't have to do anything, but the fact is the Lord does tell us some things about what we're to do. For example, in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 23, Talking about tithing, here's what the Lord Jesus himself said. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, talking about the tithing of mint and anise and cumin, but to not leave the other undone. In other words, don't leave off the matters of judgment and mercy and faith. That's the reason he called them hypocrites, because they were giving for show and living ungodly lives. They were not following the principles of God in their life. And Jesus very clearly said here about the tithing and about what he calls the weightier matters of the law. He says, pointedly, these ought ye to have done and not leave the other undone. He's simply saying you should be doing the giving as laid out in the Old Testament. Now, giving is one way that we serve the Lord. It's one way that we show obedience to the Lord, and it's also a way in which we minister to others. But whatever we are doing in terms of our giving, the passage we're looking at here in the Sermon on the Mount tells us that we are to find the right way to do it, do it the Lord's way, and basically he says to us very clearly that we're not to go out just showing off with our giving, but we should do it in secret, and in so doing, we also will be blessed. We may minister to others with it, but we also will be blessed. Now, just because I'm talking about giving, I hope that you don't just uh, turn me off today and leave me and say, well, I'll catch you again tomorrow when you're talking about something else that I like. Actually, the Bible does say a lot about giving, and I think if you have the right heart about listening to the Lord, you're going to listen to what the Lord has to say on this as well. When he talks about giving alms here, that's a biblical expression that has to do with giving to the poor. The Jews in that day liked to announce an event in which they were going to do something charitable. They were going to help someone maybe who was down and out. And so they would announce an event for that, sound the trumpet in order to draw a crowd, and then they would get up and make the announcement about what they were doing, just showing off with their giving. Now, that's just not the way to do it. This passage says, do not sound the trumpet. Do not make a big display out of it. But, you know, our ministering to the poor is uh, really something we all need to think through very clearly. And uh, what Jesus tells us here is, obviously, there is a need for that. We do need to do things in relation to folks who are, what I'm going to say, are genuinely poor. Sometimes folks become poor, and it's self-inflicted. They do things to themselves that get themselves in deep, deep trouble. And uh, really, we don't have to always dig those folks out. Sometimes they need to dig themselves out. And by the way, giving to the poor is not the gospel. Sometimes folks talk about the social gospel. They talk about the gospel as if doing things for others is the gospel. Remember, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The gospel is the good news that God loves us, that he sent his son to die on the cross, rise from the grave, pay our sin debt, purchase salvation for us. That is the gospel. Now, 
When we are saved, we are then Christians, and Christians do practice charity. We do have a heart for others, for people who are genuinely needy, for folks who cannot help themselves because of something over which they have no control. And so you and I, yes, we should be practitioners of Christian charity. And we ought to do our giving, though, as the Lord says here, with integrity. It ought to be done privately. It ought to be done secretly. We don't need to walk into the church on Sunday waving our tithing check and saying, look here, what I'm going to be able to do today. If we give, we ought to do it quietly, in other words. And in so doing, we show the love of God to other people as well as to the work. And whenever you and I give, it ought to be with no expectation of return. That is, we give it, we take our hands off of it, and it goes into the Lord's work for whatever reason that it may be given. Now, Psalm 41.1 says, Blessed is he that considereth the poor. And I've had folks refer me to that sometimes as though I should pay everybody's rent or maybe provide food for everybody who asks. I mean, every time somebody says, will you buy breakfast? It's like you ought to just go do that because you can. But read the verse carefully. The verse says, blessed is he that considereth the poor. And that simply means that you and I ought to treat the poor as though they are really somebody, because after all, they are. Every poor person is somebody's son, somebody's daughter, and they are God's creation. And you and I should not in any shape, form, or fashion do anything that would diminish them, do anything that would look down upon them. We should instead treat them as a real person, somebody for whom Jesus died, somebody who is really, really a real person. We ought to consider them just like we would consider anyone else. And the Bible says that when we're giving, with this in mind, giving alms, the term here, we need to give secretly. To be seen of men, well, you do that, you've got your reward. Men see you, that's the reward you'll get. But if you want to be rewarded in heaven for what you do here, then you do it in secret. You just don't call attention to it. Sometimes these uh, folks in the first century Jesus called them hypocrites because they wanted to stand up in the synagogues or out on the streets and say, look what I did. And Jesus says that's just not the way that he wants us to do it. So you and I should give without fanfare. Verse 3 says, when you do your alms, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That's just a way of saying that we do not give with the kind of fanfare that uh, will really tell what we're doing. We're to give in front of men as though we are giving to God, and therefore when we give in front of men, we're to do it secretly. And if we just do it openly and out front and on full display, all kinds of problems can come from that. Instead, we need to give with heaven in mind. Jesus said, if you'll do your alms, do your giving, so that the Father sees in secret, he'll reward you openly. You do what the Lord would have you to do, and yes, there is blessing that comes from that. The Lord will bless if you do it his way, and he doesn't want us to just be a show-off with our giving. Whether you have a little amount to give or a large amount to give, do it quietly, do it in secret, do it without big fanfare, and just let your giving do what your giving can do, and you'll be able to be a blessing to others. That's why that we do what we do in relation to the Lord's work. That's why we support missionaries. Listen, why all the secrecy? Well, if you give and give in a heartfelt way, you'll not be on an ego trip. And the Lord doesn't want us to use our giving to just massage our ego. Giving is one way that we can serve the Lord and at the same time help others. 
And you and I can do that whether we have a little or whether we have a lot. And the Lord's plan, his proportionate plan of giving is something that everybody can get in on, everybody can participate in, everybody can be a part of. You say, well, I don't know whether to take a tax deduction for my giving or not. The government allows a tax deduction. Go ahead and take it. There's nothing wrong with you doing that. Some folks don't seem to want to do that. And if you don't want to, it's up to you. But I'm just simply saying there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You say, well, I don't know about getting a copy of my giving record from the church. I don't know whether I want them to keep a record or not. Again, that's up to you, but there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just simply saying if your church keeps records so that you can have a tax deduction at the end of the year, there's nothing wrong with that. You're still doing your giving quietly, and it's still being, I think, done as best as you can do here according to this passage. A friend of mine has a way of saying, I give and it's not mine anymore, I turn loose of it. And I like the way he thinks. I like the way he responds whenever you say, well, but what about this or that? He'll simply say, it's not mine anymore. I gave it, and it's no longer in my hands. You know, some people who have so little, yet they themselves are really tremendous givers. I'm not talking about the amount. I'm just talking about in proportion to what they have to give. They are tremendous givers because they do give out of whatever that they have. Some people have a little, they still give generously. Not everybody who is wealthy is uh, on the wrong track here. Sometimes folks have the idea that everybody that's wealthy just uh, hoards up their money and so forth. There's nothing true about that at all. Some people do. Obviously, whether they have a little or a lot, do not handle this correctly. But folks, whatever the matter of the amount whether a little or a lot, I know folks who do things in a very good and positive way. Remember, God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible says that. Somebody else said, if you do your giving while you're living, then you're knowing where it's going. And I think that's a good plan. You and I just do what we can do and follow the Lord's leadership and his direction here in the Sermon on the Mount. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about another portion of this passage. We're just talking about things that Christians need to know and need to practice in their Christian life. Today, I hope that you'll get in touch and let me hear from you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. And do check out our website at swordofthelord.com. The email address is radio at sword of the Lord. And dear friends, thank you for being along today. God bless you. And until tomorrow, goodbye for now.